Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know that there's a solar flare so large that it is likely to either destroy the Earth or so massively disrupt life on Earth that, well, we'd all better be prepared. Not that preparation can likely save us in such a situation. So what is the source of the authority for this claim? Well, obviously TikTok, or as some people call it, TikTokstradamus. Okay, I admit it. I'm the only one who calls it that. I just made that up, but I'm really hoping it catches on. When is this solar flare going to take us all out or at least threaten our way of life significantly? Oh, it's coming very soon on September 24th. You know, two days ago. Now, in case you don't happen to be a heavy consumer of TikTok and maybe haven't heard this, let me give you a little of the background details. One of the jumping off points is the fact that a German politician, the opposition leader named Friedrich Mertz, recently said in a very ominous clip circulating online that something momentous was going to happen on September 24th. Dear colleagues, this 24th of September 2022 will be a day that remains in our memories as a day we will say, I remember exactly where I was. Well, if that's not enough for you, I'm not sure what evidence you need. But then to make matters worse, QAnon conspiracy theorists were quick to point out the connection between that date and an episode of The Simpsons in which doomsday preppers discussed the complete breakdown of society. The episode in question was episode 9, season 24, or if you're prone to mismanaging numbers, September 24th. I say that because this is one of the hallmarks of conspiracy theories, is taking numbers from one context and claiming that they represent something extra special or significant or momentous in another context. And of course, if you're willing to cast the net widely enough, you can find almost any numerical pattern over there in order to coerce it or shoehorn it into relevance for something over here. Now, in the case before us here, no, there was no threat. NASA said that there are a handful of sunspots that are capable of producing coronal mass ejections or solar flares. There's an extraordinarily low chance that any of them would be even of the largest size class X. And even if they were, the natural shielding effects of the Earth are prone to protect us and it would have only minor disruptive effect on us. But you see, to get that answer, you have to go to the authorities, you know, the experts, the scientists at NASA who spend their entire lives studying such things, and you have to ask them, listen to their answer, and then trust that they're telling you the truth. And one of the key hallmarks of a conspiracy theory is an adamant distrust of whichever expert is supposed to be the relevant authority on any given subject. Which makes sense, because obviously, if they're in on the conspiracy, they're going to be lying to you, which is another hallmark of conspiracy theories. They're impossible to disprove or difficult to disprove because they have self-justifying reasoning. Oh, sure, the reason the scientists at NASA say that is because they're on the payroll of the overlords that want you to believe nothing's going to happen, or whatever the theory is. And so the ironic twist of conspiracy theories is that the very people you go to in order to get reliable information become defined as the enemy, therefore, their debunking of the conspiracy is seen as evidence of the conspiracy in the twisted world of conspiracy land. But this raises the obvious question, why are people so prone to believe in conspiracy theories? 
Well, Michael Shermer, the publisher of Skeptic Magazine, has actually written a piece about this at Newsweek in which he says there's no one reason why particularly, but the general problem of there being so many conspiracy theories and so many people who otherwise are rational but believe in one or two of their own is a pressing problem for our society. So why do they believe in them? Well, there's all kinds of psychological explanations for why people believe in conspiracy theories. But as a guy who taught logic for 10 years at the college level, I'll just say because people haven't learned to be rigorous in their thinking. Confirmation bias is everywhere. And there's a certain kind of pride in feeling like you're on the inside knowing a thing that nobody else knows, that you're smarter than the rest who have been duped by the whatevers. And it feeds a kind of ego satisfaction that you know the thing that everybody else is ignorant of. And if you get yourself around other people who repeat the same kind of nonsense, guess what happens? Magic formula. We, the select chosen few diligent enough to do the proper study, know the truth. Everybody else is being led astray. Pride may not be the only thing driving conspiracy theory adherence, but it's a huge factor. Oh, and by the way, that German opposition leader who said that there was something major going to happen on September 24th, um, he meant February 24th. He just misspoke. It was the date that Russia invaded Ukraine. And though to many people that might not quite rise to the level of a world-changing event that you remember where you were, for an awful lot of people, it does. And when you look at it that way, it's a pretty straightforward explanation for nothing whatsoever. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.